Welcome to the Winning Move Podcast. I'm your host, Stratton Brown. I interview successful entrepreneurs from around the world to see what moves they've made in their lives to get successful and more importantly, stay successful. I'm here to make sure you can create a better life for you and your family. Let's tune in. So welcome to the Winning Move Podcast. My mic got a little bit unplugged. We'll have them edit that out. But I've been in Salt Lake for about a month. We just got home yesterday. We spent uh, Christmas out in Northern California Bay Area. And when I was in Salt Lake, we I grew up in a country town and now there's still no Wi-Fi or good internet connection out there. So I couldn't do any live podcasts or do anything like that. So to me, it just wasn't worth it because I wouldn't get the quality that I wanted. But today I wanted to talk about how I'm able to travel for months at a time and still run my companies, even if I do have really shitty Wi-Fi, and it is hard. And really it's just clickbait like everything else. I'm gonna talk about a couple other things, but I'm trying to get better at writing copy and making you guys click on what I want you to see. But first, please like, share with your friends. If you're listening to this on YouTube, go share with your friends, Spotify, podcast app, go give it a five-star review. And if you see one of these clips on Instagram, make sure, or TikTok, Make sure you go like and share with your friends. First off, for my Fresno people, I have some really bad news. 559 Taqueria, I just got a phone call saying that it is shut down for the time being and it's Taco Tuesday. I'm devastated. But let's go back into traveling, running a million dollar company and how I managed to do it and the ups and downs. And it's hard for me. I mean, and I'm going to talk about building a million dollar company, traveling a lot, and really just the dichotomy that I had to manage over this last year. Number one, traveling. I thought it was going to be so easy and I'd be able to do it. And I see people do it all the time. And they just go, oh, yeah, I wake up and I work and everything else. But the number one hardest thing for me to do has been traveling and then keeping my routine at a high level, right? Because when you get somewhere else and then you're there, for me, everything's shot. I can't just wake up and go and do something in the morning. I have to know exactly what I'm going to do, where I'm going to go, or else it's even hard for me to get out of bed because I'm, I mean, I feel like I'm inherently lazy on the inside and I like to sleep. So if I don't know what I'm going to do, where I'm going to take my kid, where I'm going to work, it makes it really hard for me to get deep work done. So what we've done is, I mean, I didn't really take a lot of pictures of the Buffalo this year because I've implemented no phones in my life up until like 10 30. I have a bat phone that only Kalani and my assistant have a phone number to. And then after that, after 10 30, I turn on my work phone. That's the number everyone else has. And I will take in calls. But it's really hard when you're traveling to keep that routine. So that's why I pester my best friends, BJ and Albert, to make them go to the Buffalo with me. So we go to the Buffalo this is my routine in Salt Lake that I had to somewhat build so I could get something done. Right. So I wake up, go to the Buffalo at, I wake up like four 30, go to the Buffalo. And this is if we get it done, right. Not all routines are consistent every day. It's probably why I make the amount of money I want to make. Go to the Buffalo. And then from there, I work out of the Buffalo for about an hour. And we'll come home, say hi to Santa Claus. He said to my parents, they go downstairs and work out. And then I'd go and I'd play basketball for about another hour. And then I'd come home and I'd get in some probably only like an hour's worth of deep work, sit there, talk to Zeno, talk to my parents. And then my parents would leave. We'd, I'd have to play with Zeno for a little bit. Then I'd start 
meetings or work or storage time or whatever it is. And this took me, the reason I'm telling you this because it took me like two weeks out of the three and a half weeks that are out there to figure this shit out. So I really only got a legitimate, like good routine in for about like a week and a half because I didn't plan accordingly when I got there. And then now when I get home, I have my normal routine that I'm used to, but it was so hard for me to actually implement something else in a new place, get all those little bugs worked out. So if you are traveling and I always encourage people like create a business that you want that fits your lifestyle, right? For me, yes, I want to go spend a month in Japan, but now I'm sitting this year, well, next year, 2022, but now I'm sitting here thinking I have to plan. I will have to plan out every day just so I can keep my routine going. So lines of communication don't get cut off. So I know where I'm going to work and everything else. Because for me, I get really, really anxious when I don't work. So yes, well, I didn't work on Christmas. I worked a little bit like Christmas morning. But if I don't work, then I'm going to explode. And then so I can't enjoy where I'm at with my family. Yeah, I didn't work because my entire routine got blown up. And then you could say, oh, I didn't have to work today, blah, blah, blah. But in all reality, I feel like I'm going to melt because I didn't get done what I wanted to get done. And I didn't push our companies forward. And so that, for me, how I do travel for months at a time, number one, is keep everything virtual. Um, we do have partners who do have offices. We have boots on the ground and everything else. But I keep everything 100% virtual because I do not want to have to come into the office, rah-rah the troops. And then when I'm not there, there's an automatic lack of productivity. And that's why when I'm thinking about creating a new company, it's like, do I have to build an office, go into an office, rah-rah the team, all this and that every day? Because if that is a part of that business model, then it's probably not for me. Like I like a lot more of Wi-Fi money for lack of better words, internet money, whatever I can do online, e-commerce, whatever else, coaching, that I don't have to be in an office every day, day in, day out, because that's just not me. It sounds like a trap and that goes against everything else that I want to do, right? I mean, I'm in here in a big old Nike hoodie, some sweats at four o'clock in the afternoon, five o'clock in the afternoon, just getting to my day of what I wanted it to be. And I don't want to create a monster that I don't believe in. But that's that. So when we are going to travel, make sure you create the routine. And that is number, I think that's the only thing. And make sure you have good Wi-Fi, right? Because the podcasts do make me money. And then I couldn't do podcasts for like three weeks. And so it somewhat drops whatever income comes from that because I couldn't really, we had content banked, but I like doing these lives to stay in the routine and everything else. Because consistently, consistency is key at every level of whatever you're doing. I've even noticed like when I don't put out a podcast for a week, I'll see the drops drop like in half, the views drop in half. It's crazy. And so that's that. And traveling, and I want to talk about like building your business the way you want it to and make sure you're building a business that can actually sustain your employees, your employees' goals, your own goals, and everything else. And for example, I had an employee the other day tell me they wanted to be a millionaire. And then I sat there and I thought, like, oh, wow, like that's awesome. Number one. I was like, oh, that's awesome. And then a little bit later that day, I was thinking, oh, my God, what if? And we love her, and she's amazing, and I hope we retain her forever, and we can help her reach her goal. That's my goal is to help everyone else reach their goals inside of our companies. But I was like, huh, what if you created something that can't help them reach their goals, and you're never going to get very good talent? That sucks. What if your goal is only to make $100,000 a year? You get really good talent. They want to be a millionaire. 
they leave you and then they end up burying you because you weren't thinking big enough. That's, to me, that's a real thing and that you see it happen consistently. That's why people leave good, that's why people leave companies because they didn't see the vision of them being able to make the amount of money they wanted to make with you. As sad as that is, it's the cold, like it's the cold hearted truth. And so now I'm sitting there thinking, oh, wow. And this was a push on me. I was like, can this company sustain this person reaching their goals? Whether that goal is really what they want, and I can sit there and I can talk to them. Is this really what you want in your life? Blah, blah, blah. But like, can you help your employee become a millionaire? Can you offer them that amount of money? Can you help them buy more real estate? Can you actually pay them the amount of money that they need to support their families and their kids to good schools? All that other stuff. Or are you only thinking about yourself? And are you only... I mean, it really comes down to thinking about yourself and thinking small. So I push back on so many people when they say they only want to, oh, I don't want to have a big business, blah, blah, blah. We're, you're really being selfish to everyone. You're being selfish to your family. You're being selfish to your employees. Because if you can't grow a big business, then they're all going to leave you or their lives aren't as good as they could be because they don't make enough money. Because now they can't support everyone around them because that really, everyone who's in, again, you're in the game of making money and you can make money out of thin air if you follow me. If you're in this game and you can think of something and then turn it into instant dollars and then now you just have to think a little bit better and then scale it eventually up into wherever you want it to be. That means everybody in your sphere should be making more money than they've ever dreamed of. And that's my goal. Everyone who works with us can make as much money as humanly possible. Like, And they come into the environment and they can see it. They think better whether or not they go and start their own company that doesn't compete with ours, right? And they do amazing. Awesome. But if I'm not thinking that way, I'm automatically doing all of my employees, parents, family members a disservice. And so next time you're thinking like, oh, well, I don't, I don't need to make a lot of money. Oh, well, that's not me. I never wanted a big business. If you're fucking starting a business, you might as well make it big. Because if not, you're always going to be in the constant, constant, constant carousel of, replacing good talent because your good talent's going to go out there and they're going to think bigger than you and then they're going to bury you and you're going to go out of ground. Um, what, sorry, into the ground, just like every other mom and pop in America that only lasts for four years or maybe it lasts 30 years, but then they have nobody to pass it on to and they can't sell it because it's not worth anything because they didn't grow up big enough and put the right systems and processes in place. That's a thing. I see it. I, I see it all the time. I mean, it's what I grew up with. Like you, you see this shit of not being able to exit a company not being able to sell a company, not being able to step away from a company. You're fucking 65 years old and you're still working because you didn't build it big enough because you didn't build it the right way. All because you're like, oh, well, I didn't want a big enough. Business. I didn't want a big business. Well, how the fuck are you going to retire? Like, how the fuck are you going to retire? How are you going to help your employees retire? You think someone's just going to stick around with you making fucking minimum wage forever? There's no way to grow. That's stupid. Like, it's not going to happen. So next time you're sitting there thinking about and I'll move into goals after this. Thinking about your goals and everything else that you're doing, are you actually creating a company that can fulfill the people in the company? Are you making it so everyone can reach their goals? And are you talking to your people about like, okay, what are your goals? Where do you want to be here? What do you want to be here? What do you want to be here? That that's something that I'm working on getting better as, as a getting better at as a leader, so I can help our people grow and know what they want, and that way I can create an incentive plan. To where they want to work towards it, right? Because that's our job. Really, yes. I mean, 
the sales and everything else is good, but then you move into a point where you're an actual business owner and then you need to start structuring and leading and pushing the ship forward and casting the vision. And yes, we can coach people up on sales and everything else, but at least right now in my life, I can't hire, our company's not big enough for me to hire another CEO. And I mean, when they get that big, they do get that big and it'll be hard to let go, but that's where it needs to be. Um, but goals. Now, we, now that we've talked about are you setting big enough goals? How often are you checking in on your goals, seeing if you've reached them and if they're still in alignment with what you are, with what you want in your life? This morning I had, uh, I don't know, I got excited about my goals for the first time in a while. And I think it's because I haven't really sat down, planned it out. What am I going to do? What does it look like? How are we going to get there? All this other good stuff because it's been a constant grind over the year. But then if you're not excited about your goals, then you are not going to wake up excited. And if you're not waking up excited, you don't bring the energy, everything slowly falls apart. And I've seen it. I've done it, right? I'm like, oh, well, I'm not that excited, blah, blah, blah. And then you see things crumble beneath you, see things crumble around you because you aren't thinking about it and casting that vision. And so now when we are setting our goals, what are, let me see. And I was really excited about my goals this year. I'll pull them up right now. And I, I know I want to net close to 5 million next year. I mean, it's a big number. That's my goal. I'm probably still thinking too small, but that's where I'm, that's where I'm at. If, I, if I'm netting 5 million, I know with all of our people, crumble like a cookie. Exactly, Mike. Crumble like a cookie. If I can net 5 million next year, it somewhat takes care of everyone in our company, right? If I can hit 5 million, then at that point, I'm going to shoot for 15, 20, 30. Eventually, I want to be making at least, I want to have, I want to sell a company like $500 million. Like, how cool would that be? Yes, it's a complete ego play, but I don't give a fuck. I did it, right? Like, that type of mentality. But now I'm building these goals, and with that, I'm excited for that goal. I'm like, oh my God, I can wake up, I can do that, I can go create that. And it's fun, like, it's fun again. And I didn't, for whatever reason, I wasn't checking up on my goals, and I think I just made them too small. I legitimately think I made my goals too small, like halfway through the year, and I got so dragged down into the day to day of what we're doing every day that, and I still write down my goals, but then it got kind of stale. So I'm going to try and implement like the 12 week year, and that's a really good book for um, goal setting and high performance. And I, I need to actually reread that to fit in the metrics I need in that section. But next time you are and you all should be doing this. This is around the new year. Next time you are revamping your goals, sit there and think, oh, wow, well, with this goal and with what everyone in my company wants to do, like what their dreams are and everything else, like, does this even fit? Does this fit helping them? Does this fit helping your family? Does this fit helping the charity you want to help? Does this fit all of those good things? And does it fit the lifestyle I want to create? And if it does, then you get up and you're excited to go work. And I think being excited to work is a real thing. I'm not a very big person who's like, oh, no, you need to. I'm not David Goggins. Like I do like get David Goggins mentality. But I think you need to be excited to work. And yes, some days are going to suck. But if you're excited to get up and go and fucking kill it and create something massive and create something that's going to change lives, change the world. You're always going to win as to compared to the person who gets up and drags their feet. And this goes for your company culture as well, right? Like if the person getting up and they're fucking stoked to go, 
compared to the person getting up and they're just like, oh man, another day at the office, blah, blah, blah. The person stoked to go is going to make such a bigger impact on everything that they touch. And they're just going to get farther compared to the person who's dragging ass. And that's why we don't really hire anybody who drags ass in any of our companies because it just doesn't work. It doesn't fit what I know works and what will help our companies get farther and where they need to be. Uh, And then here we go again. I talked about this on Christmas and I thought about all these families who weren't able to, and we donate to uh, different charities and different families during Christmas time so that kids can get toys for Christmas, right? But think about if this was you, and it may have been you, if you couldn't supply the amount of things you wanted for your family or do the type of events you wanted to do during the holidays, let that stick with you. Let it stick with you. Let it burn inside. Like Let that fester inside. One of my mentors told me that, and he's a multi, multi, multi-millionaire at this point. And he was like, the moment everything changed for me is when it was the wintertime and the power went out and I couldn't afford to heat my house with my wife and my newborn son. And he was like, from this day forward, I will never be broke again. Let that be this point for you, right? If, if you could not get your kids toys, get your parents whatever you wanted, go wherever you wanted for the holidays and have an amazing experience, like embrace that shit and let that carry you throughout the year, really forever. I mean, it's these types of moments that will actually change your life because I mean, that shit hurts. Don't take it the wrong way and don't say, poor me, poor me, poor me. Take that shit. Run with it. Make it so you can create the life you want. What's going on, Dino? <laughs> Dean Rogers, my main man. Yeah, 12 P- Mike Butt. Thanks, Mike. The 12-week year by Brian P. Moran just ordered. It's a great book, I'm telling you. And it talks about you're just setting your goals in 12 weeks, and that way it's a little bit – it's closer, and you're not – it's hard to achieve a goal a year out. And if you could break it down, like, hey, if, it's just like your KPIs, right? I'm going for this, this, and this. If we get this, I got it. Um, I have not gone out on New Year's and gotten blitzed in the last four years. And the reason I haven't is because I think it's stupid to start a new year with a hangover. I can party any day I want. New Year's doesn't change anything for me. And I imply you... Ooh, one minute, Chris. I imply you to start applying that type of thought to your life, especially if you're not achieving what you want to achieve. If you had a really big year, yes, but I think it's so stupid to start your year off fucking blitzed and having a headache and you wake up late and you don't feel good. I want to start the new year off rolling. I want to start the new year off up at 4 a.m. at the gym, killing it. Everybody's probably still out, but I'm still going. I'm still working because I'm I'm going to sacrifice more. Yes, I do party my ass off, right? But it's a different events. I just, for whatever reason, it always was weird to me. I remember being at home with Zeno, um, what is it, like two years ago, me and Zeno, and he didn't do it with me. It was just me. And then I held my kid in my arms. And we put together Voltron on one New Year's. Another New Year's, I went to bed at like 11. Like for whatever, because I wasn't anywhere close to where I wanted to be. And I was like, why are you going out? Like, why, why are you going out and doing shit, dude? It doesn't make any sense. You're not, what are you going to go out and celebrate? Yeah, it's a new year, but was old year good enough for you? No. 
maybe I never celebrate New Year's again because I feel like I will never ever be that satisfied. But fuck it, I'll go celebrate on my birthday. It's just as good. Um, Chris Williams says I want to put together a twelve week year group for twenty twenty two, bro. I'd be down. Um, I'd be I'd be super down. I think we should do it. Mike Butt says we should do it too. What else we have? But yeah, for most of you who follow me, I implore you and. Depends on where your mentality is at, right? If you're ready, to, if you want to fucking win all the time, then I, most people who I know and associate with don't go out on New Year's Eve. If you do go out and you're fucking killing it and you're good, awesome, good for you. That's just my mentality of I'm not where I wanted to be. Even if I did kill the year, I'm, this goes into you're so excited about what you're doing. I'm so stoked for the new year and what we're trying to achieve that I don't want to sleep in. I'd, I'd, I'm more excited to work than I am to go out and party. That, that's just me. I mean, maybe if I'm going and I'm traveling and going somewhere dope with some dope people, that's one thing, but I'm just not there. Oh, if any of you guys have virtual assistants in the Philippines, please reach out to them. We have we have a, quite a few employees who can't even get water supplies or anything else. We can't even set if we send them money, it's worthless because they can't spend the money to get supplies because there is no supplies. And then they quit sending in rescue units because they took up too much supplies. So if any of you guys do have employees in the Philippines, please check in on them, reach out to them, see whatever else you can do. Um, not knowing your goals, waking up excited. Ooh, I just watched the Meet Kevin and the Richard Hart interview. While I was watching part of it. Pulse Swap is coming out soon. For all of you guys in crypto, I am so excited. You'll, you'll at least 10x your money. This is not financial advice, but I think I'll 10x my money, so I'm going to put some money into it. Um, and then the winning mastermind, the winning mastermind is January 28th and 29th. We got some, we'll see if Dino is going to come speak, but we got some, my good friend, Kyle Stanley, my other good friend, Ian Horowitz, uh, Gene Blinkoff, and then Michael Burns. We're all going to come talk about how they really built quite successful companies Ian, I've had them on the podcast, bought a hundred units and 500,000 square feet of self-storage all while being a full-time firefighter is going to come share how he did it, how he's managed his life and all that other stuff. Kyle's going to talk about how he went from being in an MLM to now netting almost $50,000 a month on Airbnb. And it's been a two and a half, three year span, which is bananas. And then Gene will talk about how he took a company from zero to a hundred thousand dollars a month in four months, which is pretty impressive. And then, Michael Burns will talk about how he went from nothing and uh, then built a flipping empire with his mortgage company as well. And the reason I wanted to set up my own mastermind is because I've gotten so much value from them. I wanted to at least, ex and like when I say value, I always pay VIP so I can go and I can be around the speakers. So with this, my idea was, all right, Let's keep it super intimate. Everyone who comes gets to be exactly around the speakers, no matter what we do. We're gonna go. We're gonna go to Top Golf. I think we're gonna go run out some golf carts, and that way you get to be around those people and see how they think, process, and do everything else, and how they've gotten to where they are. And that's where I think the real value comes from, especially if you are in your circle and you're one of the bigger ones, which is okay. You're always reaching up, but this will allow you to reach up and learn. And see how they did it, see how they built it, see how they think. 
and we'll go out there and have a good time. It's the reason I'm not starting 75 hard in January because we're going to have a good time out there in Salt Lake. And that I think that's all I got, guys. If anybody has any questions, reach out to me. Don't forget to text me 801-312-9163. And make sure you go kill this year. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome. Don't let your foot off the gas. It's I know the end of the year is here. It's easy to let your foot off the gas. It's easy to let your foot off the gas during these holidays because it is so amazing. But don't do it. Keep your foot on the gas. Keep on pushing. And let's start the new year off hot. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Winning Move Podcast. I hope it helps you make all the right moves in your life and business. Please make sure to go like and subscribe on any podcast platform that you're listening to. And make sure to go follow me on Instagram at Strat Daddy. Thank you guys so much. I'll talk to you soon.